February 23rd, 2022, we're in Masechet Sanhedrin, and Daf Nun Gimala Mudbet, four lines from the bottom, and the Gemara is wrapping up its derasha for Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda in our Mishnah, disagreed with the Chachamim. In a circumstance of a person who has wrongful, accidental relations with his mother, who's his father's wife as well, of course, the halakha, say the hachamim, is there's two hiyuv hatats, two obligations to bring a sin offering. What are they for? Number one, eshet ha'av, she's the wife of your father. And number two, she's your mother, she's your em. Uh, Rabbi Yudah disagreed, Rabbi Yudah said there's only one violation. You know, hayav ela ahat, what's that for? For your mother. The Gemara deliberated, the Gemara waxed and waned in its discussion as to what's the rationale, what's the reason of Rabbi Yudah. Ultimately speaking, the Gemara had a beraita, which seemed to present him as pishuto. He really means it in a regular circumstance, not a outlying situation of chive lavin. Biuda is telling us there's only one obligation. What's the purpose? What's the rationale? What underlies that opinion? The Gemara has struggled. Four lines from the bottom. The Gemara in the middle of the line has the following words. Ela amar Rather, Rava is going to solve this for once and for all. Kasavar bihuda ervat avicha zo eshet avicha maitela bigzera shava. Rava's understanding is that when the pasuk, uh, the second one in the side of the page for me, ervat avicha has those words. Initially, it's a reference to eshet avicha, the mother, the, the wife of your father, whether she's your mother or not. That's what the reference to the, of those words is. How does he know that it doesn't mean, as the Gemara will suggest later on, it might mean for others, maybe for the Chachamim, Mishkav Zachur, which means to say relations with your father directly. Well, the Gemara tells us, Maitela Bigzera Shava, it's going to be Gzera Shava, which directs him in that fashion, in, in that way. Uh, Jeffrey asked yesterday an important question. Jeffrey said, maybe it's a reference to the daughter having relations with her father. We'll see that Gezer Shava certainly makes it very clear because the Gezer Shava will link us up to a pasuk which says, V'ish asher yishkav. In other words, we're going to link it to a pasuk which directly and explicitly talks about a man, but that's the general picture of those pesukim. Well, anyway, that being the case, it means the pasuk begins with the words, which is a reference to your father's wife. Any circumstance, any situation. Umashma, the understanding in turn is, if I blankly state, which you're to understand from a Gezerah Shava, from linking it up to two chapters later, to Vaikra, Perek, Kaf is a reference to Ben Eshet Aviv Shehi Imo, Ben Eshet Aviv Shehena Imo. So, first and foremost, it's a reference to your father's wife, whether she's your mother or not. Continues the Dirasha. How do you know about a circumstance where you have a mother, we'll call it Anusat Aviv, who was raped by your father? In other words, she's not the rightful wife of your father, however, she's your mother. Now, the beginning of the Pasuk, was the nakedness of your father, meaning someone who's still linked to your father, that's your father's wife. How would I know as well that if it's not your father's wife, but it's just your mother? It was a rape circumstance that there's a violation in relations with her. Talmud lomar, irvat immecha lo The next words in the Pasuk say, don't be megale irvat immecha, the nakedness of your mother. Instead of it referring in this circumstance as it was in the first statement, irvat avicha was the extension of your father. It's not the extension of your mother. It's rather directly your mother, which means to say in those first several words of the Pasuk, we have irvat avicha as a reference to either your father's wife, who's your mother, your father's wife was not your mother. And then next, is a reference to your mother, 
and obviously not your mother who's married to your father, because we mentioned that in Irvat Avicha. That much we have. Mishum imo mishum eshet aviv. Those last words in the Beraita were derived from those extra words which are in between over there. Immechahi, the fact that the pasuk then redundantly repeats, so piecing the whole pasuk together, it goes like this. Ervata vicha tells me the heading of this pasuk is we're referring to all husbands, all father wives, whether it's your mother or not. Next words on the pasuk. Ervat immecha is a reference to your mother. Now these next words, immechahi, um, well, those words are redundant now. And you're not going to make any claims of them being similar to the pasuk afterwards because this pasuk really exhausted all circumstances. This pasuk mentioned, number one, your father's wife, whether she's your mother or not your mother. That's one and two. Number three, your mother. Why does it then, in a redundant way, repeat, it must be coming to tell you that the violation, the prohibition, the obligation is one. What's that? Just for your mother, not for... Because they assume you know it and you're going to bring it up on Dafnundalid Amudalif. Well, it's going to come up over here. It's another one of those. These sorts of Gemarot, again, the fine print type of Gemarot, they assume, I mean, for better or for worse, they assume once you're in the fine print, you're going to read the whole fine print through. And once you're going to read the whole fine print through, it's going to come up in a little bit. You'll get it over there. If you want it now, you look in Rashi. You know what I'm saying? Rashi will give it to you now, but the Gemara will give it to us later on on and just, just a few more lines. Uh, how, how and why would they assume it? Furthermore, you see in the Torah and Sefer Vayikra, Perek Yot Het and Perek Kaf, it would, it would pay to, on your free time, look at those two Perakim. Those two Perakim are very similar. One peric is just all the warnings, and then the next peric is almost identical, of course, with nuanced changes and differences, and those are all the punishments. And so you're really looking at two long lists. It's these long lists of don't have relations with this, and don't have relations with her, and don't have relations with her, and so on and so forth. That's peric yot And peric kaf is, if you have relations with her, then you get put to death. If you have relations with her, then you get put to death. So what the hachamim constantly do when we refer to these gezer shavazar, look at one list and look at the other list and link the two up. Why would the Torah mention twice? If it's the same thing, well, one is the warning, that's perikot hayet, and perikaf is the punishment. What do we derive aside from, you wouldn't punish if you didn't warn, you derive all these hayuv korbans. In other words, perikaf is talking about death penalty. What if I did a quote-unquote bishogeg accidentally? That's perik that's chapter 18. Anyway, that's what happens over here in the Gemara. And that's our punchline, that's our final line on this matter of the dirashav al-bihuda. If you thought we were done... We're not, because now the Gemara says, So there's no more mi'ut over here? The mi'ut is in mechahi. That's then, it. So then how do you punish for being your mother if you can't punish for being your father's wife? Because now in mechahi is, whereas initially, whereas initially we believed in mechahi would be parallel to the next pasuk, where the pasuk says, ervat avichahi, we're no longer paralleling it in such a fashion because we're suggesting this pasuk was all exhaustive. It was talking about the father's wife and father's wife and, and your mother. And now you have an extra word in there, so that's coming to be mimayim. The next, that's right. The next pasuk is not all exhaustive. As a result, yes, you'll have to explain at some point what those words are. Um, excuse me. Uh, but that's not, you're not going to parallel it. You're not going to say it's just like in mecha. It's not the same type of pasuk. That's the type of direction we have here in the Gemara. Have the same All have the same punishment. This Perik doesn't talk about. If, 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 
Same punishment. Again, punishment will be in Perekaf. In our circumstances, it's the same sacrifice. It's called Hatat. Well, they're going to have one or two. Well, that's the debate, right? Says the Gemara Tanya, Kavate de Rava. Says the Gemara Tanya, Beraita, Kavate, just like Rava. In other words, Rava, whom we just mentioned, that last derasha here in the Gemara, we had Abaye defending and so forth. This last derasha of Rava, four lines from the bottom, we have now a Beraita, which directly accords to it. A Beraita, of course, is going to precede Rava many hundred years. And he's going to be excited. I have a beraita which directly accords with what I've just suggested in terms of my fine print dirashot. Here's how it goes. Ish, so we're citing a different pasuk though, which is going to be how's that according to Rava. So Abi already tipped us off to this. Well, obviously this is going to end with our gezerah shavah. In business, we're going to link the two together, but we're beginning with a different pasuk. If you look at the side of the Gemara for me, it's on the right-hand side. It's vayikra perek chav pasuk yod, yod alef. Whereas we were dealing with perek yod chet, pasuk zayin, pasuk chet. Now we're literally two chapters later, several, uh, and Pesukim change. So the Pasuk over there says the following, Ve'ish asheyishkav et eshet aviv. Let's start with those words. Ve'ish is a male. Now whenever the Torah needs to go out of its way to mention that word, we raise our eyebrows. Why do you need to mention that? I mean, if I'm talking about an individual in the Torah being put to death, I'm assuming that it's, uh, that it's a male adult. Uh, certainly, if you're talking about relations with the mother of the father, excuse me, the wife of the father, they probably assume so. Says the Gemara, says the Beraita Ish, that first word, Perat, comes to exclude Lekatan. It comes to exclude a child. If a child has those relations with his mother, child has the relations with his father's wife, what's the punishment? Well, not death punishment. Why not? Well, he's the child is below the age of 13, doesn't have simanim bagrut. He's not liable to punishment. Why would you have thought any differently? We never say that child is liable to punishment. It's what I mentioned earlier in the Mishnah. Tosafot Masechet Kiddushin suggests this on Daf Yotet. Tosafot says you perhaps would say the following. The same way, I think my example, maybe it's Tosafot's example directly. The same way if a person has relations with an animal, both the animal and the person get put to death. Why is the animal getting put to death? The animal's not a bar'onashin. The animal doesn't have da'at. The answer is, once the person's being put to death, so we say the animal gets nigrara harav. We say the animal's a part of that abomination. The animal's part of that sin, and as a result, gets put to death as well. Over here, perhaps, even though it's a child, but it's relations with your father's wife, Inappropriate. The Torah perhaps would say, since the father's wife is being put to death for this action, maybe the child as well. Ish, Ish tells you it's not so. Perat lekatan. If it's a child, not liable to punishment. Continues the pasuk. Pasuk says who has relations with his father's wife. Mashma, we can derive from this. Ben eshet aviv sheimmo, ben eshet aviv shelo imo. It's similar to those words we had earlier of ervat avicha. When I talk about your father's wife, I mean your father's wife, whether she's your mother or not. What about a circumstance, our third situation of, excuse me, our, yes, third situation of your mother who's not your father's wife, how could you find such a situation who never was your father's wife? What type of situation? As I told you, Anusat Aviv, if your father raped someone, Tamud Lomar continues the Pasuk and it says, Ervat Aviv Gila. Pasu continues and it says, You revealed the nakedness of your father. What's that coming to include? That's coming to include the suggestion is your mother who is who is not attached to your father. Says the Gemara, well, you still have 
again, ve'isha she'ishka v'teshet aviv, ervat aviv gila, says the beraita, mufne lehakish v'latun mimenu, ladun mimenu gezera shava. Mot yumat biskila, ata omer biskila, o eno ela be'ahat mekomitot ha'amurot ba'tora, ne'emar kan demehem bam, ve'ne'emar be'ovi yede'oni demehem bam. Ma'lehalan biskila, afkan biskila. Says the Gemara, you have now those remaining words in the Pasuk are mufneh. They're open. They are open for derasha, which means to say you have a Pasuk. I'll read it to you again. V'isha she'ishkav et eshet aviv. Ervat aviv gila. Pasuk could end over there. Maybe the next words are necessary. Mot yumetu shenehem. They should both be put to death, both the woman and the male who had the wrongful relations. One of those last words in the Pasuk, demehem bam. You might recall this. This is what we talked about a little bit ago at the top of Dafnun Gimala Mudalf. And I told you we were really far ahead of the game because this is the first time this is being mentioned. What are those last words in the Pasuk there for? Dimehembam. Those last words in the Pasuk, Dimehembam, are very critical for interpreting, for decoding what punishment is taking place over here. Again, the Pasuk only says they should be put to death. Who should be put to death? The male adult who has relations with his mother, his father's wife, his father's wife, who is his mother. Got it, be put to death. What sort of death? That's terrible. What type of situation? How severe are you going to go? The answer is the most severe. What's the most severe? Sikila. How do you know that? Just because it's disgusting? Just because it's egregious? No, because of those last words we call that mufne. Penai in Hebrew today means you have extra time. Mufne means it's open up. Panui means something that's open. As a result, the derasha is from those last words, demehimbam. We have what's called gezera shava. We have those words here, and we have those words mentioned elsewhere. The same way elsewhere the law is that their skila, the punishment of demehimbam, their blood is upon them, is being put to death by stoning. So too over here. What's that second place? What's our paradigm from which we're going to draw that law? The answer is of v'yede'oni, as we've mentioned on more than one occasion, but here we're finally seeing it inside. Of v'yede'oni, as the Maraz, the Mishnah will tell us in a bit, is ways of sorcery. And in the context of the ways of sorcery, of Yede'oni, two ways of finding messages and deriving all sorts of sorcery matters, well, in the, that context, which is absolutely prohibited from the Torah, to the extent that there's a death penalty, the Torah tells us that you get sikila, and the Torah doesn't just say you get sikila, the Torah says, demehem bam, their blood is upon them. Well, the same way the Torah says the blood is upon them over there, demehem bam, in an unnecessary, superfluous way, so too over here, we link those two together to tell you, bottom line, a person who has relations, lo alen, with his mother, his mother who's his father's wife, his father's wife, the halakha, in all these circumstances is malehalan biskila, afkan biskila. That's what the... This beraita, it's a... That's right, Avi. This beraita is quoting a pasuk in Perek Kaf of Vayikra. Remember I told you this, Yodhet and this Kaf, chapter 18 and chapter 20. Yodhet only mentions the warnings. Perek Kaf mentions the punishments. Yodhet 18 is going to teach me, even if it's Bishogig, you have a warning, you're going to have obligations no matter what. That's Perekaf is telling me if you do it, B'mezid, these are the punishments. Now we're back to our Gezerah Shavah. Remember, so now we just derived a, not beautiful, a terrible edifice over here. You got all your halachot from over there. How are we going to pull that back? Remember our Gezerah Shavah? How are we going to pull that back? That's the next stage over here to Perek Yodchet, which was all about Shogig in our eyes. In other words, that was the Azharas. That's the next words in the Beraita. Says the Beraita, Onesh Shama'anu. 
Azhara minayin. We now found, we heard, we see the derasha to understand the punishment, the sekilah, how we got there in these circumstances. Azhara, what about bishogeg? What about just the warning? In onchin elayim ken mazhirin, Torah will never will practically never issue a punishment without beforehand issuing a separate warning. So we have a punishment that has to be a preceding warning. Moreover, the warning is not just a preliminary stage to get to a punishment. The warning is, if you did it and you're not liable to punishment for one reason or another, it's still wrong. You have to bring a korban. That's our issues over here. Talmud Omar says the Gemara, that's what we derive from the Pasuk, avicha lo Okay, so again, this brings us to the pasuk we were talking about on the last page. Here it is. That's the pasuk. Remember, keep in mind, what we were talking about was from the Emora Rava. Now we've found some ancient document called the Biraita. And in this Biraita, it's directly addressing that pasuk and telling us how we derive the laws that Rava derived from that pasuk. Those first words, the nakedness of your father, again, what would you maybe have imagined? What are the hachamim perhaps going to suggest? That it's a reference to your father mamash. That's a reference to your father's wife. Whether it's your father's wife and your mother, or whether it's your father's wife and not your mother. Maybe it's a... It's, it's literally, it's your father. You had relations, consensual relations with your father. Get put to death. Or rather, there's a warning. How do I know that that pasuk, when it says, it's not referring to that? After all, it does say the nakedness of your father. What are the next words in the pasuk? The next words of the pasuk are, is not a reference to anyone other than your mother. How do you know that those first words, the first two words in the pasuk, are not referring literally to your father? And here's the Gezerah Shabbat, fully fleshed out. Gila, that's our first pasuk. Our first pasuk, which begins, the ish and a male, ashe yishkavet eshet aviv, ve'ervat aviv gila. That's our first pasuk. Vayikra perekat pasuk yodal. There's no mistaking that pasuk. That's clear in the pasuk. A male who has relations with his father's wife. He has revealed his father's nakedness. His father's nakedness over there clearly is relations with the woman. So to over here, Malalan, the same way over there it's talking about, let's call it relations, relations of male and female. So too over here. Umashma ben eshet aviv ben eshet aviv We now have an understanding in that First pasuk, really, in other words, pasuk in Vaikra, Perek Yod Het, that it's referring to your father's wife, whether she's your mother or not. What about Imo She'ena Eshet Aviv Minayin? How do I know your mother, who's what we call Anusat Aviv? She was raped by your father. In other words, she has nothing literally tying her to him now. Uh, she does have a connection to you. She's your mother. Talmud Lomar, that's the pasuk, Irvat imecha lo That's the next words in the pasuk. The pasuk said, Irvat avicha, referring to your father's wife. Irvat imecha, referring to your mother. Eni ela be'azhara she'asaha katuv, imo she'ena eshet aviv, ki'imo she'i eshet aviv. 
onesh minayin. All right, so now I've understood that pasuk as referring to both your mother, who is your father's wife, or even your mother, who's not your father's wife, with a warning. That's perikyot chet pasuk zayin. How do I know there's a punishment in that circumstance as well? Ne'emar kan erevat aviv lo tegalev, ne'emar lehalan erevat aviv gila. Ma ba'azhara hasa katuvi moshe no eshet imo ki moshe eshet aviv. אף בעונש עשה כתוב אמו שאינו אינה אשת אביב כי אמו שהיא אשת אביב we again so what we're doing over here is we're bringing these two פסוקים in tandem that of chapter 18 that of chapter 20 when you put them together you parallel and bounce them one off the other you understand that these laws are identical except for what's the punchline and פרק יות חט the punchline is this is a warning and פרק כף the punchline is it's a punishment of sekila that much we have arrived at in the fine print. Yes, Jesse. The warning is only for mita. Uh, it's only for capital punishment, so it's also for No, will be, since it's a warning, a general warning, it will be inclusive of even Bishogay. Oh, the, the Torah itself is the warning. I'm saying there's no idea that have to be warning. No, certainly. You're not going to bring a Korban if it's not done in the wrong form. At the end of the day, somebody's warning somebody that it's... No, oh, 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 with azhara you're saying? No, no, no. there's no azhara. Oh, that's what you, uh, I'm throwing you off with the word azhara. The Torah's azhara, yes. The Torah is issuing a warning. You weren't warned, therefore we can't be mavhin ben shogeg lemezid. There are witnesses perhaps who saw what you did, but ultimately speaking, that's the situation. Yes, absolutely. All right, we're, we're almost done over here, says, says the Gemara. Let's go to the next words in the Pasuk, in the second Pasuk, in Pasuk in Vayikra, Perek Yot We've seen this already, Imechahi. The Pasuk said, Imechahi. Ah, here's the critical line. What do you do with those words? What's the purpose of those words? If the pasuk already was all exhaustive, how do I mean that? Well, I'm telling you, Irvat Avicha is referring to your father's wife, whether she's your mother or not. Irvat Immecha is referring to your mother, whether she's your father's wife or not. Well, what are the next words? It's redundant, Immechahi. We know what Rabbi Uda tells us. Here it is. Mishum imota mechayevo viata mechayevo mishum eshetav. That's the punchline. Rabbi Uda says, I'll tell you what those words are doing. Those words are telling you the only obligation you'll have in this terrible situation of your mother who is married to your father is one. What's that? Mother. One korban for the terrible relations with your mother. What's that? Even if they're legally married. Now, clearly, the hachamim disagree. Clearly the halacha is not so. There's two korbanot. How do they read the pasuk? Lots of fun. Next few lines in the Gemara, because the Gemara now turns to the Chachamim. Says the Gemara, okay, we got the whole story on Rabbi Yudah. We started with Rava, we had Tanya Kavateh, we explained it in Beraita. We understand finally the Derashav Rabbi Yudah, but what about the Chachamim? They have the same pasuk with the same redundancy, the same issues. How do they explain it? The answer is we kind of already know. If you've been keeping track, the way we got into this whole thing for the Buddha was by interpreting those first words, as a reference to your mother or your father's wife, more specifically. If Hachamim interpret those words as male relations, yes, it means the next words, is no longer just your mother as opposed to your father's wife or something like that, which means the next one in the Pasuk, in Mechahi, isn't necessarily minimized because you haven't been all exhaustive already. 
That's where the Gemara is going right now. The Rabbanan, what do the Hachamim, how do they derive, ultimately speaking, more severe circumstance? The fact that there's two Hayuvim, the Hayuv Hatat, Mishum Imo, Umishum Eshet Aviv, in that circumstance where she's both, Ervat Avicha Mamash. That's where it goes. It means the first words, Ervat Avicha, are a reference to your father. Your father, so someone attached to your father. Not your father. Same way, Ervat Imecha is a reference to your mother. So to Ervat Avicha is your father. As a result, again, and they'll flesh it fully out for us, the whole Pasuk reads differently now. Whereas I checked off every box according to Biuda. What's that next box? Imecha. Uh, must be coming to change something. For the Hachamim, you didn't check off every box. You started with talking about something from left field, male relations. Okay, that's checking some boxes, but not all boxes. He is going to check all the boxes. You're going to read it like this according to the Chachamim. is a reference to relations with your father. Is, relations to, is a mention of relations of your father's wife, who's your mother. What's Imechai? Well, literally your mother. You're no longer going to have any mi'ut over here. So that's the Gemara. Okay, let's just flesh out the hachamim first. You told me those first words in the Pasuk, Ervat Avicha, is a reference to the father. Really? That's, that's a reference to the father? Those words, Ervat Avicha, in Vayikra, Perek Yod Chet, coming to teach that if a person has relations with a male, they, get, they, they are warned, they have a korban hatat if they did a bishogig. But I have an explicit pasuk later on in that chapter, in pasuk kafbet. Just what, 16 pasukim later. Ve'etzachar lo tishkav. That's pretty clear. That pasuk says, don't have relations with a zachar. And again, a reference to a male. And there's your proof, Jeffrey, by the way. The pasuk is referring to women and men. So is, is there a violation for a woman to have relations with a male? I mean, just regular. Clearly, we're referring to men throughout the chapter. That being the case, hachamim, oh, you really, you're reading Ervat Avicha's relations with the male? Can't be. Answers the Gemara, absolutely. That's to give two violations. We've been talking about two violations throughout. Two death penalties? No, not two death penalties. If the act was done bishogig, two punishments of korban hatat. How so? Well, number one, if it's a circumstance of your father. And number two, it's your father and it's male to male. That's it. That's what the Gemara. And this would be following not Rabbi Yehuda. This would be the Hachamim who or would be interpreted by Rav Yehuda, the Emora, years later. Rav Yehuda's statement is as follows. Nochri. Nochri, we'll find out in a moment, is a Lashon Saginahor. We're using the word non-Jew. Instead of directly saying a Jew, we're referring to a Jew who unfortunately has relations with his father. Now again, it's Bishogig, let's say. Uh, how many violations? What's that? The Gemara is going to tell us in just a moment. We're covering up. The same way the Gemara, for example, in Masechim Megillah, when it talks about the Jews of the kingdom of, of Ahashverosh uh, sinning initially. Right? So it says that they enjoyed the meal of Ahashverosh. That's what they're down for. Says the Gemara, Bamenit Hayru Son Ehim Shel Yisrael, the haters of Yisrael. What are you talking about? You're talking about the Jews themselves. 
I don't want to talk about that like that way, the Jews. We'd rather just, we'll call it non-Jews. I mean, my grandmother was great at this. She would never directly talk about negative things in the community. It was always them or that or whatever. People still until today, maybe for good reason, don't want to talk about uh, diseases by using the word. They'll talk about it or something like that. That's the reference. The Gemara will make clear in just a few lines. We're talking about an Andrei. I put it on them, even though we're referring to us. So anyway, Nochri, Haba'alaviv, Hayav Shetayim. There it is. If you have relations with your father, lo aleno, a person has two violations, father and male. Haba al ahi aviv, uncle. What's the violation? Hayav shetai, both uncle relations, and secondly, male to male. Amar Rava says Rava, Charlie, cleaning up what I just mentioned and explain. Well, not cleaning. Uh, just revealing, uh, you should know that this reference of Rav Yehuda is really talking about, it makes sense, be Israel. It's, it's, it's talking about a Jew. How do you know it's talking about a Jew? Maybe it's talking about a non-Jew, Mamas. What's that? Non-Jew does not bring Korban Hatat, says Jesse. Indeed, the halakha by a non-Jew is azharato zohimitato. You never have amongst non-Jews, according to our law. In other words, if you're living in some sort of theocracy, a country where we're following Jewish law, and a non-Jew does a violation against, let's call one of the Sheva Misvot B'nai Noach, one of the things that they're commanded in, the halakha is whether they did it purposefully or accidentally, they are hayav mitah. There's no shogeg. There's no havchana ben shogeg lemezid for them. And as a result, it says, well, let's think about the situation. What was the statement of Rav Yehuda? It's, it's a self-contradictory statement. If a non-Jew has relations, Joe, I'm sorry, you walk in in the middle of this, has relations with his father, he has two obligations. Two obligations, non-Jews, two obligations. What sort of obligation? You're going to put him to death twice? That's preposterous. Or maybe it means korbanot, as Jesse said, no such thing. As a result, it must be referring to a Jew. Bishogeg or bekorban. It's got to be, says Rava, that we're talking about Yisrael accidentally bekorban. Why are we using the word nochri? So we're using a higher language. We'd rather, instead of referring to it literally as a Jew who did that, let's talk about it as someone else. I've told you more than once. I used to easily in classes point to people and say, if you murdered him, and my mother was once present, I don't know for what one reason or not, it was some Sunday morning morning class and she said to me afterwards you have to understand when you say that the person is shuddering the person is, is, is scared they're walking home and they're wondering why did the rabbi have me kill someone so I, was, I, I learned the lesson of this Gemara I said ma but I gotta teach them it's not so she said I'd rather you just be teaching Torah not be freaking everyone in the room out so anytime I have one of you I point to the walls and I say if he and she or whatever anyone thinks like that the Gemara beat us to this you don't talk about Jews like that if you were to tell me we're really talking about a non-Jew Dino mai, uh, dino mai, nihu. What, what would their, uh, their din be? Ketala, ketala. They get put to death. Katala means death. Uh, the, 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 penalty, the penalty of a non Jew is never a korban, it's death. Bitre ketale, kataltale. You're going to kill him. Tre means two with two death penalties. Instead, suggests the Gemara, wrapping this whole issue up, bringing it back to the Hachamim, when the Pasuk says again, It's a reference to your father. This is putting the, all the strings together. It's your father. Uh, it's mamash, your father. Wait a second. Mamash, your father. That 
there's a that there's a warning. I need such a warning. I know it's zachar. You're not allowed to have relations with any males. Answers the Gemara to give you two chiyuvim, two korban hatat, and that's just like Rav Yudah's statement. Rav Yudah, Rav Yudah was talking about a non-Jew. Rav Yudah is talking about a Jew. What's the halacha in such a circumstance? If a person has relations lo alenu with their father, two violations: a father, b mishkav zachar. Says the Gemara Tanyana Mehachen. Did we have a beraita which will directly accord with what we just stated? A person who has relations with their father. Two obligations. What are the two obligations? Father and male relations. A person who has relations with his uncle from his father. Same thing. Uncle and father. Now, this, this statement here in the Beraita accords with whose opinion? I'm sorry to make it complicated again. It has to be, says Jesse, if you've been keeping track, Hachamim. That seems clear. Hachamim are the ones who were Doresh Ervat Avicha as a reference to your father, Mamash. Rabbi Uda said that was a reference to, at least according to our understanding in this Beraita, to your, to your father's wife. Well, says the Gemara, Ikad Damre, you should know there are those who say, Delok Rabbi Uda, like Jesse just said. This Beraita would be not like Rabbi Uda, rather like the Hachamim. That's easy to understand. And there are those who argue it could even be Rebiuda. It could even be Rebiuda. We're talking about how could that even be Rebiuda? And they would derive that there's two obligations of Korban Hatat in Haba Al Aviv from a Kalvahomer, from a logical deduction. What are you talking about? That means to say, again, Ervat Avicha is not my key line. That's not my key line. What's my key line? The fact that an uncle coupled with Mishkav Zachar's two violations. And I'm going to derive from uncle to father as well that there's a double violation. Whereas again, Hachamim would do it from that Pasuk Irvata Vicha. Rabbi Uda would do it from what we call a logical deduction. What's that? Me'ahi Aviv. Aviv, Aviv, Hayav Aviv, If for your uncle from your father there's a double violation, you're going to tell me your father is any different? Of course your father's double violation as well. According to the view of God, the person slept with their aunt, they're only, uh, well, that would only be one, right? According to the Bihuda, I mean, I was going to say gorgeous. Yes, correct. It's never gorgeous. It reminds me of when someone... Anyway, yeah. Uh, yes, correct. Correct. You can't get any more than that because if it's your mother, Mamash, right? I mean, that's... Over here, ironically, since you have a reference by your uncle, uh, so we, we link that... What? No, but the Torah says as well, no relations with uncle. So, of course, you can say it's a female. No, it's even male. Torah's talking about males. Says the Gemara, what, what, what if your aunt is Eshet Ish? I'm sorry. What if your aunt is Eshet Ish? Now you're getting two? Yes, ostensibly then you're getting two, even according to the Biuda. We will talk about that. We talked about that in the Mishnah. We'll talk about that in the Hemshech of the Gemara. Sorry to reveal that to you now. But ultimately speaking, says the Gemara, you should just know this debate, this dispute, revolves around one thing. It goes like this. Whereas Rabbi Uda is willing to derive these obligations from what we call Kalvahomer logic, the Hachamim say, no, it needs to be explicit in the Pasuk. Hachamim say, we're deriving it from Ervat Avicha. Abiyudah says, oh, logical. Well, what's that about? It's just a technical. No, it's, it's a fundamental point. What's the fundamental point? The question is, can you, do we have the, the rabbinic license to punish, to understand the Torah, with kalvahome? We all the time learn laws based on logic. Can you punish based on logic? This is a mahluk between Abaye and Ravan, of Ayin Vava Muda Aleph. 
One opinion is in onshin min hadin. Din over here refers to logic. The other opinion is onshin min hadin. No, you could use logic. What's the reason to say that you can't punish based on logic? There are several answers, but the, we actually talked about this a little bit uh, before, before the summer. Um, the, the most basic logic goes as follows. God says to us, so to speak, I want you to derive and to interpret all the laws of the Torah with your logic. When it comes to punishment, my lives, my people. I, you're not using your logic on that. You want to know why? Because although you should be confident in your logic, when it comes to taking a life, let's draw the line over there. Maybe there's something flawed. You are a human being, ultimately speaking. Unless I explicitly told you so, draw the line over there when it comes to obligations and violations and punishments. Anyway, that's the Gemara Bekamifle again. They would be disagreeing. Biplugtan, the disagreement of Abaye Verava, this is Rabbi Uda and Chachamim disagreeing. Morsavar onshin min hadin. Rabbi Uda would say you can punish based on logic. And what's the logic over here? Kalva Homer, if you have double violation on uncle, certainly on father. Umor Savar, en onshin min hadin, whereas the Hachamim would disagree and say, no, you need an explicit irvat avicha, because you can't derive it from Kalva Homer. Amen, amen.